What's going on, everybody? This is a waste with Ball Don't Lie. Back for the second episode. It has been a while since that first one, um, but I'm gonna be trying to keep up with as many episodes as possible weekly. Like I said before, um, didn't work out the first time. Ran into a couple things that happened, but nevertheless, we're back. And the last time we were talking about the Toronto Raptors, I think we covered the Golden State game, which was the last game that I covered. Um, whether you listen to the first one or not, uh, go back if you listen. It's a short one, 15 minutes, the first one ever that I've, I did. Just to try to get it out there, covered from basically the beginning of the season up until that Golden State game uh, where Kawhi didn't play and we still went in there and uh, played a hell of a game. Everybody played well. Larry was just running the show. And um, the Warriors were making a little bit of runs here and there, but just couldn't, couldn't hang with the Raptors uh, in Oracle as well. But since then... Um, after started off the season twenty and four, looking amazing, lock for the you know uh, at least the conference finals. Everybody wants to, you know the goal now is to get to the finals. Demar Derozan trade. We talked all about that, but LeBron's gone to the West. Um, Boston, Philly, Milwaukee, all looking good. But the Toronto Raptors, since starting off twenty and four, they have gone seventeen and twelve and have dropped to sixteenth in the league in offensive efficiency. Um, I was talking to someone about it and we were going back and forth about is it a is it a cause for concern now I want to cover a lot of different um, games uh, after that Warriors game went into Portland uh, and Raptors for whatever reason every anytime they go into Portland since I remember it's, uh, they've always had trouble always had big uh, big losses but this time it wasn't a bad game they went in they fought hard um, Kawhi had 28. I think uh, Danny Green was playing some good defense. He grabbed the season high 12 rebounds, and uh, we took a loss, 128 to 122. Came down to the wire. Uh, Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum were great in that game. But like I said, since starting off 20 and four or 23 and seven in the first 30 games, um, 20 and four, sorry, 20, yeah, they went 17 and 12. And dropped 16th in efficiency. And just this past game, which was yesterday against the Milwaukee Bucks, I think it was the first time this season that I seen the Raptors just really out of sync. It just didn't look like Kawhi and Kyle Lowry, our two All-Stars, just did not show up. They just did not. They didn't look comfortable, whatever it may have been. It is a long season. It's one game. But, I mean, the Milwaukee Bucks, you gotta you got to give it to them. They have been on a tear. They have the best record in the league. And Chris Middleton, I guess, he, he before the game... Um, got the call that he he got uh, chosen as a reserve in the All Star game. I think that gave him a little bit of a, a little bit of, a little bit of an energy boost. And he came out. He was playing great defense on Kawhi Leonard. He was uh, making big shots. And then at the end of the day, everybody on that team was making shots. So they all made uh, key shots. And um, the Raptors were just they really weren't in it. And they kind of made a run late in the third quarter, started the fourth quarter, made a little bit of run to bring it back a little bit, but. Um, they weren't really ever in that game. Milwaukee, I think, dominated from the beginning, even though Giannis was in foul trouble. All the other guys stepped up. Bledsoe had a big game. Brogdon, George Hill made key shots. Um, the other thing is, is we were still without Jonas. I'll get into that, that injury that Jonas had. And then also Danny Green. Danny Green played about 13 minutes only, I think, halfway through the first quarter. He, was, he wasn't he was feeling well. I went into the back. They checked him and said that he had some stomach virus. Um, but since uh, since Jonas has gone down too, I mean, Greg Monroe, first of all, was a key pickup. Um, just because uh, people, if you don't watch basketball, you don't know too much about Greg Monroe or just the position at the center position. I mean, Serge Ibaka has been playing a lot, trying to do as much as he can to hold the fort down. 
Greg Monroe comes in on um, every every game when when he get when his number is called. He comes in. He does his job. We can't expect him to be Jonas Valanciunas. I mean, Jonas is. I think nobody really understood the value of Jonas and how great he is uh, as a player for the Toronto Raptors until um, he got injured. And uh, Greg Monroe comes in, like I say, he does his job, does what he can, but he's not Jonas. And we should be getting him back sometime soon. Um, well, obviously, with injuries, you don't want to rush, but hopefully he does get back. Uh, he's, he's a key contributor with when we play bigs. I think I mentioned it in the first episode. Joel Embiid right now has been on a tear. And anytime. Jonas goes up against Joel or Andre Drummond and that's what I like about Nick Nurse because he goes with the matchup so those bigger guys I see they struggle with Jonas whereas when Ibaka has to play against them he kind of struggles a little bit and then uh, when Ibaka's playing against smaller uh, forwards like a center forward position I guess there's no center position anymore you call it all forwards but I mean um, smaller forwards like the power forward position type of players he plays better with those bigger guys that's where we can throw Jonas in so once he comes back in I think they'll be a lot better but overall that game against Milwaukee it just they just looked out of sync it looked very out of sync never seen the Toronto Raptors um, really look that out of sync all season this year um, now with all that being said and you know the offensive efficiency coming down Larry is not really there yet I don't know if he's gonna find a shot or not he's just been I don't know what's going on with him a couple games at the end of the games he looks like he's kind of coming back hits a couple shots here and there and then it's back to the same thing I don't know what's going on with him Pascal Siakam though he's been a bright spot even this past game against Milwaukee at 28 points he's been playing very well I had him as a reserve on the all-star um, on the all-star team in the east but I mean there's a lot of players they're all deserving and um, Victor Oladipo uh, was named also reserve in the All-Star team, but he obviously can't play uh, due to injury. So I was hoping maybe we could squeeze Pascal in there, but they went with, uh, I just found out a couple minutes ago, they went with D'Lo, D'Loading in uh, Brooklyn, which is well-deserved. They've sixth spot in the East, playoff spot, and he's been a big uh, reason and factor why they're playing so well. He's had a tremendous season, so it's, a good, it's good to see... Uh, get to see D'Angelo Russell sorry I forgot his name uh, in the all-star game but Pascal Siakam this just this, something like this should just be motivation to even get better come back next year and like get into the starting spot in the all-star game if you can but uh, anytime a player doesn't make the all-star team they've been playing as well as Pascal has and there's a lot of other names that I could throw out there but it should just be motivation to kind of get out there and um, even get better get better to be able to play so the Raptors at 17 and 12 are now sitting at 37 and 15, I believe. Um, still the most wins in the league in the loss column. They do trail Milwaukee by three now. Um, in that game with Milwaukee getting the W gives um, their coach Bud uh, the the spot in the All-Star game as a coach. Um, it would have been nice to see Nick Nurse get in there, but... Uh, Milwaukee, I mean, you got to give it up to them. They've been playing very well basketball, and uh, it's well-deserving. So the Jonas situation, obviously, is dumb. He's been out for a while. There hasn't been any word on him and when he's going to be back. Um, and Kawhi, he's just... Uh, all this load management, things like this that are going on. Um, I, he, I mean, he didn't play all of last season, and he's just slowly getting back to playing a full season of basketball. So... Um, it's a long season. I think by the end of the season, the Raptors are going to turn it around and 
with that being said, turn it around. Like, they're still most wins in the league and right there in the East. So to see that their ceiling is still really high and they could still keep getting better, I think it's positive. And I think Toronto Raptors fans shouldn't panic right away. Although there has been a lot of ups and downs. And, you know, Kyle Lowry's situation is the one that I think um, something needs to happen. I'm not saying trade him or anything like that, but he needs to like get in the gym and put up I, I guess the back we don't know about his back and the situations things like that but if he gets it rolling and he could be the Kyle Lowry that we know um, they're going to be scary with uh, Kawhi and Pascal and Danny Green and everybody chipping in uh, Fred Van Vliet, Delon Wright some of the guys off the bench have been amazing but sometimes I think the Raptors rely too much on Kawhi Leonard like they'll give him the ball and kind of stand to the side whereas I think we just need to play in the offense let Kawhi get his within the offense and that Milwaukee game a lot of times when he's standing on the side they're running through the offense they do what they got to do and then he doesn't get a couple touches when they come back down and then they give him the ball to get him a touch everybody just kind of stands to the side and lets him go iso or in the post iso and I think when you start doing that you're really putting yourself in a position to lose games I mean Yes, he's a great player. He's probably top five in the NBA right now. And those that works. You can give a all-star player or a superstar player the ball and say, hey, go get me 30, win this game for me. But when it comes down to teams like Milwaukee, Golden State, and uh, Denver, and uh, even Philadelphia, you're not going to beat him with one or even two, two superstars or all-stars. You just you got you to play a team game and um, play within the team and get everybody touches and move the ball and make shots. They were playing very stagnant too. I mean, the ball would move around. Serge Ibaka has an open shot, or Larry has an open shot, and they're passing off shots. In these big games, we've been known to just kind of go under the bus, like not show up and things like that. And you know, Kawhi coming in was supposed to change that. And last game, he—I don't know what had happened, but he just—he looked like a Toronto Raptor. <laughs> to be honest, he looked like a Toronto Raptor. But hopefully, um, that's just—it's it's a long season, like I said, and it's one game. We'll get past it and keep moving on and get better. And by playoff time, this will be a different team. Every team will be different and it'll be a battle. I mean, Milwaukee, Philly, Boston, it's not going to be easy, but it'll be fun and it'll be a battle. So I know uh, I've been covering the Toronto Raptors and all that. Last episode, all I talked about was Raptors. And even now, we've been talking a lot about the Raptors. But I kind of want to get a glimpse of the NBA, like the whole NBA, the NBA as a whole get into talking about a couple of different stuff because there has been a couple of things that have happened um, and I want to start off with the whole Anthony Davis situation so Anthony Davis got injured I forget how many games he's missed now since that thumb injury it's probably been like four or five six games I forget exactly the number but since he's been on injury mm-hmm. he came out and said that uh, he wants a trade and he wants to be uh, he wants to leave New Orleans and um, there's been a lot of backlash back and forth about whether it's the right decision or not. But at the end of the day, it's his decision. And I think, in my mind, he's been there for so long and he's given everything he can to that organization. And they just have not put the right pieces around him to put him in a winning situation. In the six, seven years that he's been there, or a little bit more, maybe eight years, not exactly sure. But they've made the playoffs once or twice, I think. The last, last season with Rondo there, they made it and went to the second round. But that's about it. And for a guy in his prime, 26 years old, um, nowadays a lot of guys they want to win. I mean, the money is good, but they all get a good, a good, decent amount of money. But they'll leave 20, 30, 40, 50 millions on the table to go and uh, win and worry about their legacies and 
how people will see them 15 20 years down the road like championships to the, these players are important and losing sucks and takes a toll on you and i think he has the right and i think even his teammates said it uh, drew holiday said it best that i resigned here because of anthony davis but at the end of the day he's got to do what's best for him and then this talk about he only wants to go to the lakers and sign there obviously um if you know uh, rich paul uh, his agent who's also the agent of lebron james um, so everybody kind of uh, getting onto that saying, oh, Rich Paul came out with the reports. Anthony Davis didn't say it himself. Rich Paul kind of wants Anthony Davis to go to Lakers and play with LeBron, and that's what LeBron wants. The players haven't said anything themselves. I think Anthony Davis today came out and said, you know, I didn't say I wanted to go to the Lakers. I just want to be in a situation where I can win and uh, be a winner and, and compete for championships for years to come. And, I mean, the Lakers have LeBron James, so why not? I think when LeBron went to L.A. initially, I, th- I, didn't, I think that he, in his mind, was thinking that there's somebody else that's going to come or Magic Johnson's going to do something to bring someone else. This isn't the team that I'm going to take and win the championship. Well, obviously, LeBron probably, in his mind, thinks he can do it, but, I mean, at the end of the day, you got to be realistic. I mean, you're not going to be Golden State with this squad. Even if you trade all your assets and all these young guys that New Orleans is asking for a lot, like the some of the trades that... There was five different scenarios that they had, but the one, Lonzo, Kuzma, Ingram, Zubak, and two first-round picks or one first-round pick. I mean, that's a lot for one guy, but he's that special. And if he does come, though, and you give up all those assets that you've built up over the years, is LeBron James and Anthony Davis and then a bunch of role players still going to be enough to beat the, the Golden State Warriors this year? I don't think so. And the New Orleans Hornets... Uh, Sorry, the New Orleans Pelicans don't have to rush it. I mean, this guy, he's signed till the summer of next summer, so not even this summer. But they can wait till this summer to see what kind of other offers they get. Because I think the only other team that has a shot at giving them some uh, key pieces and better a better offer on the table is Boston. But Boston can't technically make any trades right now because of the Rose Rule. Um, with Kyrie Irving there. Kyrie Irving's on that contract with the Rose Rule. So if they um, wait till the summer, then they can hear the offers that Boston can make because uh, Kyrie Irving will also be a free agent and he can renew his contract uh, this summer. Um, But then there's speculations too that now Kyrie Irving, maybe, you know, what happened in Cleveland was he was mad about hearing about all these trade rumors. So now probably hearing about, oh, Anthony Davis and should they trade Kyrie for AD if they could... Um, but AD saying that he's not gonna well he didn't say it again reports saying that the only place that he wants to sign long term is Lakers and again he didn't say it those are reports but um, if they're reports I mean they, those, those teams know and then the other couple of teams I think even the Toronto Raptors could be in there Masai has some key pieces some young guys that he could put together and throw in and get AD but then again the asking price that New Orleans wants, is it worth it for teams that have been building up all these young players who are getting better and better to give up all that? In the Lakers situation, even the Raptors, I guess, it wouldn't be bad because that's a perennial R-star. He's, you know, he's, he's, he's a franchise player. And if you have him on your team, along with a Kawhi or a LeBron or uh, Ben Simmons and a Joel Embiid and players like that, you're probably going to get to the finals or conference finals at the, at the least and, and, and make a run for it. 
but in that Western Conference, I just don't know that anybody, or in the league as a whole right now, I don't know if anybody's going to be able to beat Golden State. That is, uh, if they stay healthy and um, keep doing what they're doing because they've been on a tear. Uh, Philly did go in there last night and beat them. But with all that being said, Anthony Davis did say that he just wants to be in a situation where he can win. Now, whether that means if it's not LA, whether he's going to resign long term or not, nobody will ever know unless he comes out and says it. But I think that um, we need to get off Anthony Davis' back and just let him do him. And, you know, he wants to do what's best for him and he wants to be in a situation where he can win. I think he stayed there for long enough and gave the organization um, years and years to figure something out. And at this point, it doesn't seem like New Orleans is doing anything. Like, if he signs long term, yeah, he's going to get an extra 50 to $100 million um, because he could be the first player to sign a six year max contract uh, exceeding $300 million. Um, but at the end of the day, again, another five, six years of just uh, all that money, but just losing and losing and losing takes a toll on you. And he doesn't want that. He wants to win. Uh, going forward, um, we talked about a little bit earlier about uh, LeBron and uh, him leaving the East and how it's opened up uh, the Eastern Conference because obviously he's been to the finals from with the Cavali- with Cavaliers, the Heat, and the Cavs again. Um, eight straight years um, going to the a- NBA Finals, and that's just it's crazy. It's unheard of. But he leaves. The East is wide open. But LeBron with the Lakers were... I think they were the fourth or the fifth seed. They started off struggling a little bit, but he picked it up, and they got into the playoff picture, got to the fourth, fifth seed. And on Christmas, against the Warriors, they're beating the Warriors, ended up still winning that game with LeBron getting injured, hurting his groin. And he missed a total of 10 games since then. And that 10 games, the Lakers went 3-7. and seven. They went from the fourth or the fifth seed, wherever they were, I don't remember. But they went from there, dropped back into the ninth seed, uh, out of the playoff picture. And like I said, they went 3-7. and seven. Some of the games they lost, I mean, they lost at home to the Cavs. I mean, it's just unacceptable. And it shows the greatness of LeBron. I mean, that team, they looked like those young guys looked like they were playing very well and playing off of LeBron. But once LeBron left, they were still trying to find themselves. A couple guys here and there uh, would show up. Kuzma had a couple of good games, but Ingram wasn't playing well. And then Ingram would play well, and Kuzma was a no-show. But 3-7 and seven in 10 games to LeBron, and then he comes back. Um, we know LeBron. He took care of himself. He's the guy's a machine. Comes back against the Clippers in LA. Um, Clippers are at home, but Staples Center. They're both home either way. But he comes back. He drops 24 points, 14 rebounds, nine assists. Basically, a triple double in his first game back after a 10 game absence with a groin injury. Uh, I think we, I, I personally, like we all were quick to forget how great this guy is. Comes back, and I thought he was gonna have a subpar game or try to get his you know get his win back things like that after missing 10 games in the NBA it's a lot of games to not have any runs or anything come back drop 24 14 and 9 and seal the game late and uh, seal the game for the Lakers late um, after it went to overtime um, and uh, it looks like he's back and as long as he stays healthy I, I find the Lakers to push back into the playoff race but like I said no matter where they finish um, they're if they don't have to run into Golden State in the second round LeBron, I see him in the conference finals. I don't see anybody, uh, any other team that can. Um, well, I shouldn't say that can't beat him, but he he will be able to compete and get his guys to compete at the level of any other team in the Western Conference to force himself to get to the conference finals. And then there, I just 
I don't even know if they'll be able to get one game if it's Golden State. Um, and Houston, you know, with James Harden, the way he's been <laughs> tearing it up, I think he was in the MVP race. Chris Paul comes back. They lose a the game. So he's, they're going to try to find the rhythm back with Chris Paul because James Harden cannot be averaging 43, 50 points a game. He's going to, you know, run himself to the ground. And by the time the playoffs come around, it's just not going to work out. But with LeBron back and the Lakers going to start making a move again to get back into the playoffs, there's a lot of teams that have gotten better since the, the season started. Utah's gotten a lot better. I think Donovan Mitchell's kind of finding his rhythm getting back in the playoff race. The Clippers are still right there. Uh, the Nuggets are up there still with the Golden State Warriors. Portland's been playing well with uh, uh, McCollum and uh, Lillard. And then there's a couple other things that I wanted to get into with the all-star starters and the reserves coming out. So um, the I think all-star weekend is it's, it's whatever. I think a lot of uh, players... Uh, really care about whether they make the also team or not but then again uh, if you think if you don't know too much about the nba there are bonuses and things like that that you get uh, money wise and things like that uh if you make the all-star team or if you're participating in a certain skill or three-point shooting contest if you win but there's a couple players in the east and in the west um I got snubbed in a lot of people's eyes. And it's hard to say because the guys that made it, they're well-deserving. Um, like I said, uh, Victor Oladipo, hopefully he gets better and healthy for next year because he was with him there. Indiana Pacers were looking really good. And since he's left, they've been on like a four or five game skid. But uh, D'Angelo Russell is going to take his spot. But some of the names in the... West, uh, Luka Doncic, Derek Rose, Tobias Harris, Rudy Gobert, um, DeMar DeRozan, CJ McCollum. I mean, Lillard made it, but uh, Cat, uh, Carl Anthony Towns made it for Minnesota. That's probably why D Rose didn't make it. But these guys are all well deserving. I think D Rose has been having has had his best year since his uh, All Star year. Uh, sorry, MVP year. Luka Doncic, rookie, nineteen year old. He's averaging twenty plus points, close to seven rebounds, and six assists for a rookie and the Dallas Mavericks are way better than they were last year and are probably at this point record wise way better than what they expected because nobody knew this kid was going to come out and be this good um, Tobias Harris the Clippers are right there in a the playoff spot um, no all-stars on that team I mean he's well he, he was well deserving probably should have had one and to me the reserves that made it were all well deserving I just don't feel like Klay Thompson should have been an all-star this year. He's having his worst shooting year since 2012-2013. Now, the way he started off the season, horrible. Now, he's picked it up in the last two, three weeks. He's been playing very well. But you already have KD. You already have Steph. The, the West is just so jam-packed that I just feel like for him to be a third option or even with Boogie back being a fourth option, just spotting up, shooting. He's, he's one of the best two-way players defensively, don't get me wrong. But... I just feel like these guys like Tobias Harris or Luka Doncic, Rudy Gobert, um, these guys are just more deserving. I think Utah doesn't have any All-Stars either. And Rudy Gobert should have... I think he's kept them afloat since the beginning of the season. He's been the only guy that's been kind of uh, like just right there. Ricky Rubio has been injured. Ingles has been up and down. Donovan Mitchell is just starting to pick it up. But he's been holding the fort down for them. Um, so I think Clay Thompson shouldn't have been a reserve, but... That's just my opinion. It doesn't really matter. Um, 
And then in the East, uh, also DeMar DeRozan and CJ McCollum. Sorry, I wanted to talk a little bit about them. They've had tremendous seasons. The Spurs have been on a tear, got back into the top five, top six in the standing-wise in the West. And then CJ McCollum with Damian Lillard, they're, they're the third seed in the Western Conference, and they have been playing very, very well. So for me, those guys to not, all these guys to not make it, it's hard um, to say who you who can you take out, who you can't. But I think the one guy that shouldn't be in there is Clay. And then uh, there might be one other guy added, depending on what happens to Anthony Davis. He is injured right now. Nobody knows. The, the Pelicans say they've they think that he's played his last game for them. So if he's played his last game for them, do you, unless that means a trade, or if he's not going to get traded and they're going to keep him for the rest of the season, but he's not going to play. I mean, he's not going to not play the regular season and then play in the All-Star game. That just doesn't make any sense. So maybe there'll be one more added in the West. Uh, like I said, D'Lo already got added for Victor Oladipo, so they're set over there. And then I think the starters were all pretty good. Uh, Giannis and LeBron are going to be the ones uh, drafting and doing the live drafting this year. I don't know how that's going to work, but um, LeBron last year was the captain of the East. This year is the captain of the West. Giannis is going to take over captain of the East. Um, uh, Kyle Lowry made the squad. Uh, like I said, I think Pascal Siakam should have been on there. Not over Lowry, but I mean... I think he played very well to get onto that squad. So, like, the West, if you look at it, we got LaMarcus Aldridge, Anthony Davis, Nikola Jokic. Jokic, well-deserving first All-Star. Uh, Russell Westbrook, his eighth All-Star appearance. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns, Clay Thompson, Damian Lillard. And then uh, the Eastern Conference is Bradley Beal, Blake Griffin. Uh, Blake Griffin has tremendous year, too, in uh, Detroit with uh, Dwayne Casey and Andre Drummond in them. And then Kyle Lowry, uh, Vucevic, his first year. Uh, all-star in Orlando playing well first time all-star Ben Simmons he's been on a tear this year as well Chris Middleton first time and Victor Oladipo would have been his second appearance uh, but he is injured so he being replaced with uh, DeAndre Russell who's also his first appearance so you got one two three four guys uh, with their first all-star appearances Bradley Beal with only his second a lot of new got new faces in the all-star game and like I said again, don't know what's going on with Anthony Davis, whether he's going to play or not. But that will be, will be determined. And yeah, so for the second episode, I wanted to talk also a little bit about just letting you guys know that I know majority of the talk that I said I was going to do was going to be the Toronto Raptors and uh, don't mind my uh, rustiness because this is it's only the second episode if you have any feedbacks or anything let me know but I will be getting into more especially with the deadline coming up next week and uh, just everything that's going on in the league uh, I will be going getting into just the whole league as a whole as opposed to just talking about the Raptors I think there isn't too much you can keep going off about the Raptors but um, uh, let me know what you guys think about the all-star snubs and who you think should be in who you think should be out that's one thing that i want to maybe cover and uh you know dissect into your minds and get, find out what you guys think about that and let me know what you think about uh, what i think about who should have been in the all-star game or not uh when i uh, when i said clay i feel like clay shouldn't be an all-star i feel like Doncic should be in for clay thompson he's 19 years old the numbers he's putting up is crazy yeah they're not in the playoff spot or anything but Without him, I don't, I don't think that they're going to, like, they would be, um, 
anywhere close to even a playoff spot. And now next year, they're going to be uh, probably one of the top teams in the league. Yes, that's what I was forgetting. So the one thing that I forgot to cover that I wanted to talk about is this Mavs-Knicks trade that happened just a couple days ago. Blockbuster deal. Um, the Mavs sent Dennis Smith Jr. right after he dropped triple-double in Madison Square Garden. DeAndre Jordan, Wesley Matthews, and I believe there was a pick in there, but those three guys to the New York Knicks for Kristaps Porzingis, Tim Hardaway Jr., and Courtney Lee. Uh, three for three deal. Um, I think the winner of this trade by far, in my opinion, is the Dallas Mavericks. But there are a couple different ways to look at it. The Dallas Mavericks picked up a seven foot three versatile big who can shoot who can basically do anything on the floor to pair up with Doncic. so for the next 10 years at, at minimum they seem like they're set you get a couple pieces around them those two guys are gonna take like Doncic's 19 Porzingis I think is 21 22 so their their future is set Mark Cuban uh, big ups to you going out making that trade and the Knicks I think pulled this trade off uh, letting go of someone that's a superstar in the making but they said that they had an interview with him and he came in he was upset with what's going on with the organization and the, the, the way the situation that was going on in New York and how it was happening he did not want anything to a part of it so if as much as everybody's been critiquing the Knicks and the way they're doing things and now losing this guy seven foot three just powerhouse all-star type player I think in their minds, it's if someone comes into your office and tells you, hey, man, I don't want to be here, like, you just, you, why would you want him here? He doesn't want to be here. Ship him out. And I think they got uh, some good deals in uh, Dennis Smith Jr., who they could have drafted, but they took Frank uh, Nidakila. That was a Phil Jackson thing. Um, but they get Dennis Smith Jr., they get a couple expiring contracts at the end of the year. And with those expiring contracts, this summer will open up two spots for them to be able to sign uh, max contracts. Just like the Clippers have two spots, the, the the Lakers can pick up a max player. With this trade, it gives them. Uh, it goes from they go from thirty five to forty million to like sixty seven to seventy seven, depending on something, um, which is the amount of money they'll have uh, to be able to sign players, which gives them two max uh, two max slots to be able to sign two guys. Now. The Knicks as a destination has not been a place where anybody wants to go in the last how many years? I mean, they went after LeBron James, couldn't get him, settled with Carmelo Anthony. And they've always seemed like they settle because they can't get that superstar that they want. Now, Kyrie Irving, um, Kyrie Irving, Anthony Davis is the next year, but if they can get a trade for him, I mean, New York has been in the talks about getting him too. But uh, there's a lot of good free agents, and it's going to be... It's going to be fun to see if the New York Knicks are going to be able to acquire one or two guys. Um, I think a lot of players nowadays, when you're a superstar, you want to look at a team and say, hey, I don't want to go there as the lone superstar and try to become uh, the leader and take this team somewhere because every other team has two to three superstars. So when you look at a team, you got to figure out, hey, man, I got, like, I got a couple of buddies. I got to talk to Kyrie, Anthony Davis. I got to talk to Kyrie Irving, Kawhi Leonard. I got to talk to so-and-so. Like, where do I want to go? Do I want to go somewhere where I'm by myself and I'm trying to carry a team like Anthony Davis has been in the last five, six years in New Orleans? 
Or should I go team up the way Golden State Warriors have done? The way Philadelphia has picked up uh, Embiid and Simmons, who are superstars, and pick up Jimmy Butler. So they got three guys there as who are like all stars that can, you know, carry a team. So all those things are key. So if you're gonna open up spots where you can sign max contracts, I think it's smart to uh, to open up two spots, like the Clippers have, and the Lakers have a spot for a max spot where they already have LeBron James. But it's going to be key to see um, what happens with Anthony Davis saying that he might, uh, he's only going to sign long term with the Lakers, whether that's true or not. But I think the Knicks made a move that's good for their future. Now, they've been trying to make moves that's good for their future for the last 10 years, and nothing has worked their way. But with Przingis saying that he doesn't want to be there and if his, like, he just doesn't want to play in New York, you can't hold on to someone that doesn't want to be there in New York. So I think they made the right move. I think this is more of a win for Dallas, but it's also a win situation for New York. May not seem like that right now, but going forward, um, I think it's a win-win. And just to cover, just to finish off, um, with Dallas picking up Kristaps Porzingis, he comes back healthy. They got Luka Doncic um, for this year. Even I think uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. like he's a bona fide scorer. The guy can get buckets. So you, you switch him, Wesley Matthews with him. You move Dennis Smith out of the way so that now your primary ball handler is Luka Doncic. Well, he was trying to share that with the Dennis Smith Jr. because he's a ball dominant player as well. But putting the ball in Luka's hand and then having a guy like Tim Hardaway Jr. Excuse me. You still have Harrison Barnes and. Um, you have a couple big man shooters. I mean, Chris Asperzingas and Luka Doncic being in Dallas with Dirk there, the the mentor, to be able to show him the ropes. And I think for Chris Asperzingas, a seven footer who could shoot, dribble, do everything that Dirk used to do, but probably even a little better, more mobile. I think you don't, you can't be in a better situation. And Mark Cuban, I mean, he, he somehow just gets it done. Sooner or later, you know, the Dallas Mavericks look like they were uh, done for years to come. And then he goes out, drafts Luka. Luka comes in, shows what he can do. At 19 years old, he's just dominating the league for his age. And then to go pull off a trade like this and bring in Kristaps Porzingis, two young guys that you can, you know, just build around for the next five to ten years at least. Um, I think you can't go wrong. And I think that they did the right thing. So this was... uh, I think we covered a lot here in the second episode of Ball Don't Lie. Um, give me some feedback if you can. You know, uh, I know a lot of you guys will be listening to it. Um, uh, send me a text. Shoot me a, uh, on my Instagram page, uh, Ball Don't Lie. Uh, you can go on there. Uh, I'll post the uh, the link to the to this episode and just give me your feedback. Let me know what you think about the All Star um, starters and the reserves and who got snubbed and who didn't. Uh, the LeBron situation, this, the, the trades, and uh, I think by next week when when I do another episode for you guys, there'll be a, a couple different trades going on, some buyouts, some teams stacking up to get ready for the playoffs. So it'll be interesting. Again, uh, give me a like, thumbs up, everything on, on Instagram. Go check it out on uh, podcast. Um, and again, I'll have the link in my bio on Instagram. Thank you, guys. And I will see you guys next week.